All right, so we're back, Chuck, and I guess you pointed out my Jaguars uh, celebration. So, um, you know, I guess you're rocking the Rays gear to celebrate a pretty pretty um, successful season. Um, yeah. You know, I yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think they definitely overachieved. Yeah. You know, I mean, like like any time in a market like Tampa that you can make it through World Series and beat the Yankees and you know, like that, like, you know, obviously I'm a Cleveland guy, first, foremost, always, but, you know, you can't help but love and respect what the Rays have done the past few years being as competitive as they are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, so of course this isn't a sports show, so (laughs) (laughs) our attire. Um, so to, so right now we're, we're going to talk about this major announcement, uh, just a couple weeks ago from Motional, which is a, uh, autonomous vehicle, uh, company, I guess, uh, development company, and then, uh, Lyft, the, the Uber competitor and, um, well-known ride-sharing company uh i guess it i yeah. i didn't prepare this beforehand so i you know we all think of them as a ride-sharing company but i believe that lyft really tries to position itself as sort of a um a mobility company right and for a comprehensive yeah. mobility company so they they really want to um to provide any type of transportation you need not just uh not just the ride-sharing they kind of dabble in more areas than just uber yeah Right, right. So anyway, okay. So so we're getting lost in the weeds, but really the point is that Motional and, and Lyft um, are partnering to have partnered to have a uh, autonomous vehicle ride sharing network in Las Vegas that has been ongoing for a few years now, I believe. Um, primarily like airport strip, or maybe not even the airport. I don't know, but but that you know just for travelers, tourists in the strip, and now they i guess that's been successful enough that now they're claiming in 2023 they're going to roll this out nationwide um Mm -hmm. to markets all over the country and um you know uh, quite honestly for me three years time horizon um seems much sooner than i had anticipated for something like this yeah Uh, what do you think chuck it's big especially when you consider how many markets i mean you're going from effectively test markets now and you know really just starting kind of the concept of driverless technology to really rolling it out everywhere it's a very i think ambitious timeline for them to operate under just to say the least um but i mean i think it's it's potentially exciting and i think there's a lot of opportunities that could arise from it for sure um I think uh, I, I agree. I mean, if they can do this and if they really believe that it can successfully launch without, you know, tech issues, without operational issues, you know, that you just imagine may come out of like a fleet of autonomous vehicles flooding a, the streets of a certain city. Um, if they can do it, you know, of course, it's, it's, it's going to be a monumental step forward for this technology. Um, but it's just, it is a big leap. Um, you know, <laughs> when you think about what they're doing in Vegas, again, I, I don't know all the details. I haven't looked into this too much, but I, I was, you know, peripherally aware of it as, as this pro- pro- project and program was ongoing. It seems like Vegas is sort of a controlled environment. You know, you have the demand 
uh, from tourists, you know that this is something that has been sort of missing in Vegas. So, so it's something that's needed, you know, this, this um, way for tourists to get around. Um, certainly, you know, not like other cities that have comprehensive transit networks. And then, you know, in Vegas, I, I imagine that a large share of the vehicle population, uh, you know, on the streets is is taxis, and 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 so they, are, you know, professional drivers who are kind of, who who may be a little bit more careful and a little bit more aware of autonomous vehicles on the street with them. Um, yeah, you're not talking about just some, you know, X Y Z city in in America where everyone's driving around all the time, teenagers, old people, you know, and just, you know, just- There's a lot of variables street, to control for. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, so so it, it seems like Vegas was the, the right test market for this. Um, and, it, and, you know, when they're looking at one market in particular, you can kind of prepare, you can you can kind of create the environment that you need to to be successful, um, much more so than you can when you just say we're rolling out to a dozen cities or whatever in the country. And so, yeah, I, three years again. I, I come back to it: three years, two 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 years and change at this point uh, is not a lot of time uh, <laughs> to to have. Again, yep. have autonomous vehicles just roaming the street um, everywhere. Like yeah, traffic. So uh, it, it's it's exciting that they're really pushing for this, and and I'm excited to see what happens. But um, but I'm I'm hesitant to, to yes. Fully, yeah, I'm keeping my expectations in check. We'll put it that way. And I agree. And and I think part of it is, and what we've seen with AVs in general, I think people have a distrust you know, rational or how rational it might be mm-hmm. of tech, this type of technology about, like, you know, like, oh, what if there's hackers? What if these things, these robots don't know how to drive or people, you, you know, like ignoring the statistics about how dangerous the average drivers in the vehicle, mm-hmm. on the road are now, when there's one, you know, accident or mistake with one of these things, it, it basically has massive pushback that, you know, you don't see when, you know, there's, hundreds or thousands of regular vehicles getting accidents every day. So I think that kind of public support might be a challenge in many markets and kind of like the, you know, uh, also kind of the trust, I think, of those professional drivers, like like kind of the interest there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's, you know, two things that can happen here. And like, like for, from an urbanist perspective, the one positive thing that I think might happen is it really might, um, you know, reduce the need for permanent parking and kind of allow for better use of that space as public realm or, you know, for retail or for, for, for whatever else that the city could capitalize on. Mm-hmm. I think a concern is potentially with like kind of the same thing you have with the inundation of these scooters that are much hated or have been rolled back in some cities. Like, how are you going to have the control of some of them just ending up in a big crowded circle and, and how are you going to, you know, manage that or, or our car is just going to be on the road all the time since if no one's in them, they might have a vested interest of the company and just having their vehicles just kind of piloting around endlessly all day. So, you know, those are two thoughts that I was kind of thinking about here and I'm not sure which one will come more to fruition with these. 
Right. Uh, I, I don't know um, what they have done in Vegas. I feel like I, I feel like I, I think I've read something before, but I, I, I'm hesitant to to say it and be totally wrong. So, um, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what they've done with their pilot program, but um, I think that it would be feasible to to have sort of these um, designated sort of waiting areas for these vehicles. So, I mean. Yeah. Um, and, you know, essentially parking spaces, right? Um, it's not like they need to be hovering around, but they can right. just be waiting in a single space. So, um, you know, we we have plenty of parking spaces in most of our cities. Um, and as you were saying, there may even be a reduction in the need for them. So certainly we can save some of those and um, designate these for the the autonomous vehicles, autonomous taxis, if you will. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm sure that that's something that has been considered and discussed. Uh, but of course, when we see it play out in the real world, um, different things can happen. So there's a lot of things that aren't envisioned. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and, and yeah, and even this conversation, I know in, in real estate circles, this conversation, even just from the advent of Uber before we, before we even dive into the fact that, autonomous vehicles may be here in three years. Um, just, you know, when it was just a possibility decades, years down the road. Um, I know, you know, real estate people were talking about this as well, and whether, how, what kind of transformational impacts this could have on how we use our spaces, parking garages, things like that. And so, um, so yeah, I guess my point is just that this is, this this kind of conversation is already taking place, and and I think we'll be ready as cities, as communities, as as developers, um, we'll be ready to adapt to what the market needs are. Um, Absolutely, yeah. It will be a process, but I think eventually, this is a way because I think there's a demand for this type of technology. Yeah, and I think habits benefit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So so anyway, uh, exciting news, of course. I think you and I both are kind of on the fence about whether uh, it's realistic or not, but but it's exciting yeah. nonetheless to see them push forward. Absolutely, yeah. Cool. All right, Chuck. We'll talk later. All right. Have a good night, everyone.